You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show podcast, episode 023. You're listening to the Joy Junkie Show, your source for getting your shit together in love and life. Wouldn't it suck if I really talk like that? I'm Mr. Smith. I'll be hanging out on the show with you guys. So without further ado, here's your host, life coach, speaker, all-around badass, just happens to be my beautiful bride, Amy E. Smith. Hey, Buttercup. Good morning. How are you doing? I'm doing really good. Yeah? Good. I'm a little fuzzy. I don't know why, but... Um, you weren't going to tell them that. Well, now I am. <laughs> I love how you do that. I love how you're like, no, no, we, no, we can't share that. And then you're like, <laughs> like vomit it all out. So what? He was like, I, they can't know that I'm not on my game today. <laughs> on my game, Amy. I'm on my game. I'm just saying I'm fuzzy, so it'll, you know, lower the expectations. <laughs> we have a reputation to uphold. That's baby. right. I need you to bring your A game. I got my A game right here. So yeah, he was feeling kind of. Uh, I think we're both feeling kind of fuzzy. I think it's the wind. The wind is nuts so right, now. right now, and it makes you dry. It makes you feel like you've been crying all the time because you're sneezy and your eyes are all you know. But I just feel puffy. I feel the same way, but I don't feel super. I feel good today. I feel really excited about our show. Actually, I know. I feel like a test tube baby. A test tube baby. Yeah, they always How like, does the test come out with feel? bad immune systems. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe like a crocodile. I'm all itchy and dry. Anyways. So, okay. So if you're new to the show, uh, we always hang out and chat a little bit, shoot the shit a little bit before we jump into content. And the way we operate our content is we will do two weeks on a love or relationship sort of uh, topic and then we'll do a life topic for two weeks so we're jumping into two weeks of life stuff so we're going to dig into fear and three powerful ways to deal with fear and I'm going to elaborate quite a bit on that so I think it'll be a juicy one yeah because it's something we all struggle with sure here's the biggest emotion I need to talk for a second I need to get the shit out about these kids that I am in this theater performance with. Get this shit out, baby. Okay. So I always love to tease them because I'm I'm about 15, 10 to 15 years older than all of them. Like the oldest one is like 25. <laughs> and for some reason, it bugs the shit out of me. And I, so I've been dealing, it, that's, a, that's a whole side project that I'm working on on my own. But they will tell me all these new hip terms and lingo and stuff, which makes me feel so old. And I always tell them, I never, ever feel old until I'm around them. Like, I feel hip. I feel vivacious. <laughs> I feel like I've got a really edgy style. I feel really young until I'm around them. And I'm like, oh, yeah, we're in a totally different decade. Different era, yeah. So I was laughing so hard about this because – when I was growing up in high school, Clueless was one of my absolute favorite movies ever. I had the whole thing memorized, and I, I still remember. do, I think. So I always said, we always said, as if, you know? Oh, as if. So the other day, I'm at rehearsal, and if you guys don't know, I've talked about it a little bit. I'm up involved in community theater, and I'm working towards a show that opens this next weekend. So I, what I said, I'm in, in our green room, and I say... Oh, 
God, as if. And one of the girls looks at me. She's not. She's 20. She looks at me and she goes, oh, my God, who says that? Oh, as if. <laughs> people in their 30s. People from the 90s. And I was like, ew. Who, a lot of people say it. Who doesn't say it? <laughs> and then... And then the same girl who I love, I love her to pieces. And they're just so funny when they're like, Amy, you know, one of them actually calls me mom now. Because I always tease him that I could have birthed him. You could have. I always tell him, you're the son I never wanted. Isn't that crazy? <laughs> oh, that's so weird. So weird. Well, it's weird. Well, one of the kids, three of the kids, okay, their parents, there's three siblings that I perform with. Their dad was in Desert Storm with you. Right. And right. that makes me like, oh my god, we're we're the parents' age. <laughs> we're the parents. Well, luckily, age. I'm eight. What seven years older than eight you? Years old. Eight years old. Seven and a half. Yeah. So that gives you a, another three quarters of a. But I'm married to that decade. guy. Do you know what I mean? Right, like right, I'm right. in that. <laughs> I'm not the child of the kid. No, no, no. Of the guy in Desert Storm. So anyway, there's always shit like that. And then um, one of the ones that we've been talking about, which I do not get. And I was laughing about it with my director, who is who is my, my age. He's about three years older than me. So if he doesn't know, then I feel really good because he's immersed right. with this community. So then I feel okay. So they've got this new one that they say, I ship you. And I guess it's short for relationship. And it's oh like they tell him, it's basically saying... I'm behind those two people being together. Like, I condone those people being together. So they'll say, like, oh, we totally ship you and Mr. Smith. Wow. And so my director, we were tra- we were all trying to figure it out last night. And he was like, ship? Like, like, are you saying, like, you ship them off? Like, you're you're <laughs> shipping them off? And I'm like, sweet. I don't look as stupid. <laughs> and, and I'm like, no, 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 no. They're saying ship, like, relationship. So I don't know. It's just that kind of stuff that I'm. That like, is strange. So like it, does, it doesn't make sense. I ship. It, it doesn't have to make sense. I know it, I, but it's that kind of stuff that I go. Kids these days, uh, and I then know. costuming. They've got us all, you know, getting in. You know, it's supposed to be current time. Time, and you know, my character's twenty three. So they've got me in, you know, like all the different hipster, the high-rise jeans are back in, the right. mid-drifts that we wore in the 90s and the 80s. And the high-rise shorts. The high-rise shorts. Oh, they're all, awful. It's just horrible stuff. Those are awful. Those so, were awful back then. They, they were awful back Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. And yes, you know, early 2000s and stuff, we got out of control with the low-rise situation for sure. That's true. But I'll take that over the high-rise any day. Yeah. Remember Bongo with like the five button Bongo. Z like, Cavaricci. Well, that kind of shit. And they're, that's what my wardrobe is. I'm like, this is what I, Christ. <laughs> so anyway. I refuse to put those back on. The Z Cavaricci. Yeah. I'm, I will not allow that. I love how you dress. I appreciate that. I, I love how I dress too. I love how I dress too. But you know, I've just come to terms with the fact that I don't have to dress that way. I can dress right. how I want. Exactly. Exactly. And that's how, you know, what's funny is that's how old people think. They're I like, I don't give a fuck. I'm going to wear what I want. I know. And when I say things like kids these days. Yeah, that right I there. can't believe that comes out of my mouth. And I don't you're, think I And ever... you're younger than me, so how do you think I feel? Well, I know. <laughs> but, but it's switched because I feel like, no, 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 no. You don't know. We're cool. We yeah get right it. yeah. We're you the you don't ones. get it. We're right. hip. Yeah, you'll know when you grow up. <laughs> <laughs> and they're older like, and wiser, baby. They're like, oh, Mama Smits. She doesn't know. 
That's funny. <laughs> All right. So anyway. All right. Let's we, get to some, some juice. Some juice. Yeah. Let's get to some content. So today we're going to discuss three powerful ways to deal with fear. And it went, j- just a little bit of context and kind of as a precursor. I'm not talking about just that feeling of nervousness. Like, oh, I'm – like for me, I'm nervous to go on stage. Or if you're in sports, I'm nervous to be up to bat next. Or I'm nervous for a job interview. I'm nervous to see if my kid gets into the school I want them to get. I'm not talking about nerves. I'm talking about the fear that keeps you from fulfillment. The, the it, it really is what – paralyzes you Mm -hmm. um, and holds you back from going after the things that you really want to go after or attempting things that you really want to go after. So that's what I'm talking about today. So if we're looking at the nuts and bolts of what fear is, in essence, what it is, is it's it's our natural defense mechanism against harm. It's just Mm. how we're wired. Yeah, no, yeah, absolutely. You know, it's the whole adrenaline kicking in if you're in danger but the deal is and this is what I speculate I don't know this for sure but I feel like it was given to us in um, our archaic human sense when we needed fear to get out of legitimate harm's way from other tribes or from animals or you know when we're hunting and gathering it was given to us I believe and again this is the joy junkies theory unfounded so don't get all weird uh, that I think that's what why why we have it and why mm. we're wired now. Well, parasympathetically, our parasympathetic nervous system um, is designed to do that. That's what it's for. Yeah. And in today's day and age, our parasympathetic is on all the time. We're so in go mode so much that fear has a greater power over us because our parasympathetic doesn't know when to turn off and turn on. And we're not in situations. <clears throat> Like we used to be, where we needed to steer it, like run from a fucking bear or mountain lion. Sure, or, maybe from the cops. You know, maybe from the cops. But that's <laughs> the deal is now, like what you're talking about, we use it when we're not actually in danger. Right. That's the evolution of where our fear has gotten us to. Right. So, like, I have a really hard time thinking of our primitive ancestors having fear around um, how... how attractive they look in their loincloth <laughs> you know or if they're accepted into the members of society i think it's just um, a lot more complicated than it was back then right sure yeah. sure and you know again evolution right right so i want to talk a little bit about that concept of actually being in danger right so i'm going to tell you a little bit of a story and this is really to illustrate my theory of fear being a waste of emotion now, okay, when we're not actually in danger. So, and reason why I say it's a waste of emotion is because a lot of times we spend uh, spend our time in the energy of fear, like that actual heart palpitation, uh, the mind fuck that goes, oh my God, what if I get that? What if I don't get this job? What if they don't like me? You know, I can't do this. I can't accomplish it. Yeah, yeah, that's that parasympathetic nervous system on. a waste. It's a waste of emotion. Like it's not serving us. So let me tell you this little anecdote. If you were to imagine yourself walking from point A to point B. So let's say point A, you're at a bar. You're going to be a nice and responsible drinker. So you're going to walk home. Okay, point B is home. You are walking in through 
a dark alley at night to get from the bar to get to your home, right? So you spend the entire duration of that walk from point A to point B in complete emotional fear, right? Like I said, that heart palpitation, the fear, the mind going crazy. You get home safely. Right. So you've spent that entire duration of time with a waste of energy that doesn't make you feel good. And it's exhausting a lot of times. Unless you get attacked. Right. Right. So (laughs) exactly. So here's the deal. If somebody is actually coming at you with a gun is attacking you, then yes, fear is fucking warranted. You are in danger. Like, feel your fear, right? Yes, fight or flight. However, this is a metaphor for how much time we spend in fear when we're not in danger. So the moral of the story is not go put yourself in harmful situations. The moral of the story is how much time do we allow that disempowering energy of fear to engulf us Mm -hmm. and have us ultimately feel uncomfortable, unhappy, unfulfilled, and nothing happens. Right. We're not in danger. Right? Right. I've also heard, I can't, I, it's, this is not mine, so I don't know who came up with it, and I would love to credit the source. And you may have heard this before, but fear as an acronym of false evidence appearing real. Oh, yeah. That was, um, oh, who the hell is Big sales guy back in the uh, 50s. Uh, Ziggler? Maybe. Could have been Zig. Okay. Ziggy. Anyway, it anyway. doesn't matter. Anyways. So here's the deal. I realized when I kind of, I, I can't remember, somebody told me a story similar to that. And I realized how much fear I was allowing to hold me back, allowing me to play safe because I was entertaining that false energy frequency, basically. Mm. <clears throat> Not going after what I want. So I created a rule for myself. So the rule that I created, an empowering rule for myself, because I, I do think we create rules for ourselves that are disempowering all the time. Sure. Like, I can only go outside of the house with makeup on. And sure. then that doesn't, that's yeah, not a good rule. for It doesn't feel good. So anyway, my rule that I created was I only get to submit to fear when I am in clear and present danger, when it is actually a legitimate defense mechanism. Instead of like the fear of rejection or those kind of fears? Yes. Fear of acceptance, fear of... And so what I want you to be really clear in that statement is submit to fear. Mm. Not experience the emotion of fear because I think you'll hear me say that over and over again. Allow yourself to feel feel what you feel. Right. It, It doesn't do us any good to say you shouldn't be scared. You shouldn't feel that way. If you feel it, fucking feel it. But submitting to the fear. That's a good, I like that. That's good. That's a totally different thing because Mm. submission to the fear means you are allowing it to win. Right. You are allowing it to actually influence your behavior. Yeah. So what can we do about it? And this is where the three kind of powerful ways to deal with fear Mm. come into place. Here's the juice. Here's the the juice. Yeah, but I I think a little back context is uh, is good, right? Absolutely, absolutely. Because we kind of, a lot of times until we really dissect these different concepts, we think it is just the way it is. Right, right. Right? Like if I'm super nervous to uh, go. That's just how I am. Right. Yeah. If I'm super nervous to go after this career path, 
then uh, then I must be on to something. There must be a reason why I'm not worthy or I'm not good enough to go after it or I don't have the education. And we were like, okay, I'll go ahead and submit to that. Yeah. So what can we do about it? First of all, recognize the difference between when you are actually in danger and when it's your gremlin. Okay, mm. and so that's what I was talking about just a second ago. And that's, we have tons of different terms for it in the self-help community. But it's that little subconscious piece, and sometimes it's conscious, piece of us that that is basically our saboteur. It's that piece of us that gets in our way of creating what we really want in our life. For instance, it's that that little voice in your head that tells you like, you're not smart enough to get that promotion. You're not cute enough to to hook up with that guy or that girl. Oh my gosh, they are way better parents than you are because look at how how much their kids have achieved. Or it's all of the stuff that that knocks you down, basically, mm-hmm. right? And it's a part of your subconscious. So there, that's a very real force for a lot of us. And sometimes it's really mean. Sometimes it's really awful. Uh, the modality of coaching that I was trained under, we always called it your gremlin or your saboteur, just so that we could personify this piece of you that I, I love to call it your inner shit talker, right. that part of you that just kind of knocks you down a bit. Well, the classic is the angel and devil. Right? The angel and devil on the shoulder. That's right. a perfect depiction of it. Right. You know, we have the one side that's kind of championing you, and that's when you feel really into your power. And then this other side that that really is trying to get you to stay safe by staying the same. Right. So it just basically talks a lot. It has a really horrible communication method. <laughs> right, right. Right. Bad right. communication skills. So for number one, I want you to really notice between those two things. Is this just my own internal negative self-talk? My gremlin, my inner critic, my, you Devil, know. whatever. Yeah. Whatever you want to call it. I don't care. Your disempowering self-talk. Or am I actually in danger? Am I experiencing fear because there is a eminent threat to myself, my family, harm, physical harm typically? Right. A job at a legal firm, not so much. A job with the mob, maybe. You might want to. Yes. (laughs) Clear and present danger. Right. (laughs) Right. Okay. So number two, and I touched on this just a minute ago. Allow yourself to feel what you feel. So if you experience the emotion of fear where you do feel jittery, nervous, you're going into the mind game a little bit, um, you're freaking out a little bit, allow yourself allow yourself that. You know, I, I think it's so dangerous, like I said, to, to try to shut off what we feel. So I always encourage people, give yourself the space to feel what you feel, but separate that from your behavior. That is such a difficult thing to do. It, it, all it is, though, babe, it's consciousness. Right. No, it's awareness, totally. It's just yeah. awareness. That's it. And that's what turns your parasympathetic off, is an awareness that you are in it. Oh, okay. Because it just, it autopilots on Right. You. Right. It's a lot, of, a lot of things for us. For instance, I always tell people, like, you know, like what we were talking about last week with porn and being attracted to other people and male-female roles and stuff. I can I'll give myself the permission to be attracted to other people, right? Right. Instead of being like, you're wrong. You're a bad wife. You're That's not right. You shouldn't do that. I'm like, okay, I'm allowing myself to feel what I feel, but I separate that from my behavioral choices. Right. So I know that that doesn't have to mean 
that I go and have an affair or that I go and do something about I'm glad it. glad to hear that. Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> so the same thing with fear. Like, let's say it is pursuit of a job, right? And uh, Or going back to school and you're like, shit, I'm in my 50s and all your negative self-talk is coming mm-hmm. in and blah, 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 blah. Allow yourself that trepidation. Allow yourself that fear, that, you know, that nervousness, that upset. But choose your actions consciously. Mm. So still enroll in school. You're scared. Do it anyway. Right. Still pursue the job that you want. Still pursue the relationship that you want. Still, like, choose the behaviors that are powerful in spite of your emotion. Because the deal with the emotion is it's fleeting. Right. And, you know, you said you say something all the time that resonates with me. And it's like the louder that that gremlin or whatever you want to call it is talking, the more you're on to something. Yes. So the more you should take that action unless you're in clear and present danger, obviously. Exactly. That's actually a great point that you brought up because um, our negative self-talk typically is just trying to keep us safe and, and stagnant, right? And it does so with really bad communication skills. Like right. I said, it's a shit talker to you to get you to not move forward. So I know that, like, let's say I'm, I'm going to do something really big with my business and I'm going to, like, launch a big program or whatever it is. My gremlins get really loud at that moment. Who do you think you are? Why do you, you know, look at all these other coaches who are so much more successful, da 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 da, da. So one of the most empowering concepts for me is what you just mentioned. So I think in those times, and I like to call it a gremlin rebuttal. So when you hear <laughs> that shit going off in your mind, I think, ooh, you guys are getting loud? Objection, your gremlin. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are getting loud? Then I must be on to something. Or I'll say, if my gremlin is grumpy, I must be growing. Mm, I like it. So <laughs> That's cute. Because we never grow unless we're uncomfortable. Right. Right? So that actually is a perfect segue into number three, which is to create some sort of reminder for yourself about this concept. Like a mantra? Like a mantra. Uh, we also, in coaching, will sometimes call it a structure, mm. like a physical object that you use to remind you, like something on your screensaver or a little sticky note or something on your mirror. Um, an article of clothing that re- always reminds you like, oh, I'm cloaked in empowerment with this uh, yeah. sh- scarf or you can create any type of structure that you want. It, all it has to do is stimulate you to remember whatever it is that you want to remember. Right. Or need, be attached I need, to. I need something like that, like with the school we're developing. Yeah. Yeah, because I do the same thing. My gremlin starts talking like oh, who do you think you are? You don't have enough education and you don't have enough certifications and you don't have this and you don't have that. And and I really have to check that. Right. But how, And I do a pretty good job, but I don't have any of that structured, that structural physical thing, yep. whatever it might be, that, that helps. So I need to find something like that. And the key to that is to figure out what it is that you want it to remind you of. Right, yeah. First of all, so is it the louder my gremlins, the more I'm growing, or then I must be on to something? Right. So if, if that's what you want to remember right. or be attached to, whatever concept it is you want to be attached to, but I think create a structure around it. But like a lucky rock or you yep. know, something like that that you can reach into your pocket and grab and you know have something physical. I think I yes. like that idea. 
And the only Except just relying on your mental acumen to do it. Exactly. And the and that's why it, it's an inundation basically. It's because until we inundate ourselves with the new message we want to believe, we'll continue mm. on autopilot. Right. Right. Like you were talking about. So if you choose a rock, if you choose a piece of jewelry, if you choose a scarf, if you choose a statue, take a moment to consciously assign meaning to it. So for you, if it's a rock, a pebble you want to keep in your pocket, say this is out loud in your office, wherever you want to be, but assign meeting where you go, this rock will now symbolize that as a reminder that I am the only person who's in the way of me. No one else is in my way. Or uh, maybe it's the acronym of fear false evidence appearing appearing real real. right or maybe it's a concept of i will no longer allow myself to submit to fear Mm. i like that submit thing though i think that's that's powerful for a lot of people whoever's listening is going to get a lot from that i think cool that's good good the third create a reminder so i personally love mantras i'm highly motivated by taking a mantra and putting it on my screensaver on my phone or on my computer or places where I can visually see it because I'm extremely visual. Right. If you're auditory, maybe it's your ringtone. Maybe you can make your ringtone say, you know, be scared, do it anyway. Be scared, do it anyway. So Maybe I like something physical because I'm kinesthetic. Yep, absolutely. So again, it can be whatever works for you. Whatever yeah. helps you create this new belief, this new Thing you want to be attached to instead of the submission to fear. I like that. That's good. So creating that reminder can be anything like like we just mentioned. But use even the stuff that we've talked about today, whatever's resonant. Like do you like that acronym of false evidence? Do you like – I use all the time, be scared, do it anyway. Because that for me reminds me you are allowed to feel what you feel but choose your behavior accordingly and consciously. Right. So – Okay, I'm fucking scared, but I'm going to do it anyway. Right. So I love that. And so I'll put that up all over the place. So it's just about figuring out what is the concept you want to attach to and what will actually make you remember it. Mm. That's cool. That's what all those like rubber bands like that say WWJD or, you know, those kind of things are for. Yep. Do you think it would be too arrogant to have one that says, what would the Joy Junkie do? (laughs) (laughs) What would JJ do? Oh, my gosh. That is so grandiloquent. <laughs> I would never, ever do that. That is grandiloquent. But That's I a think, good word, by the way. But I Thank you. It means pompous or arrogant. Yes, I, th- I know. Oh, you do? Oh, sorry. Yeah. Um, way, to, way to be pompous and arrogant about it. <laughs> oh, condescending. <laughs> um, shit. Now I lost my train of thought. Uh-oh. No, I didn't know what I was going to say. I think a client suggested that to me, and that's where I heard it. And I was like, that is really sweet. That's nice. I will suggested what the bracelet. Oh, what would the joy junkie do? And I'm like, that is. So I just like we've said in previous podcasts, I accepted that as a gift, and allowed myself to be really honored by the compliment. But I would never do that. Yeah, it's just not me. But yeah, yeah. Anyway, I'm really hoping that that gave you a, a couple of things to think about. Again, number one, recognize when it's danger and when it's actually your own internal self talk. Which one is it? Number two, allow yourself to feel what you feel, but choose your actions and behavior consciously. 
And then three, create some sort of reminder, whether it is a structure that's physical or a mantra or something that is, uh, if you're auditory, kinesthetic, or visual, do whatever so that you can attach to this new concept that feels good, that feels powerful. Because that's the other thing. Let's limit how much time we spend in an energy or emotion that makes us feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's pretty basic, right? Yeah, that makes sense. I know. What, I have one client. What a novel like, idea. She, she always says, God, you always make it so simple. <laughs> and I'm like, it is simple. The problem is no one ever taught us. No one ever teaches us. So when we go to high school, we learn this shit through our peers and stuff like that. Nobody ever sits down and tells you, here's a really great way to get your needs met. Here's a great way to speak your truth. Here's what's happening in your with your internal dialogue. Here's how you create your own belief system. Here, Nobody tells you that That's stuff. That's called parenting. Yeah, but parents don't know. A lot of times they're just as fucked up. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, if parents would get out of that mode. But how would they know? You know what I mean? It's like a vicious cycle. Nobody yeah. sat them down. Sure. Yeah, you're right. And said, here's how to communicate with your spouse. Here's how to create empowering beliefs. So anyway, my point in telling you that is it doesn't matter if it seems simple. It doesn't matter if you're like, shit, I should know that by now. I should know that already. You're normal. Right. Like. There's a reason why I do this for. If everybody knew for your career, yeah, I'd have nothing to do all day. So, you know, you're human. You're normal, right? That being said, if you want some more resources, I actually have an entire life and love digital kit that has a lot of concepts like this, audio books and, or excuse me, not audio books, audio courses, eBooks, digital posters, things like what we were talking about. Good things that help remind you of of what you want to believe in. So if you cruise by thejoyjunkie.com, you'll see it right there on the front page. You just throw in your email address. You get access to it immediately. Yeah, a ton of stuff on there. I know. It's crazy. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty rich. It really is rich. And then you get kind of a taste of my work and all of that stuff. And uh, you can also, while you're there, swing by the, the podcast page. You can let us know topics you'd want to talk about. You can be a guest on the show. We yeah. love, love hearing from you. Um, a lot of our shows have come from that, actually. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So we listen to you. Listening to our people. Absolutely. Your people. Oh, no, they love you too, babe. Oh, I'm, I'm a sidekick. I'm just, I'm just here for, to bounce things off of. But you really are, you're integral. You really are Thanks, because babe. you bring, I know it's always your agenda is to bring an audience perspective. Right. So you come at it from a, because I don't, it's not like I share a ton of my work with you. So you do come from, well, what about this? Or right. what happens when this? And but, so yeah, it's, I, I think it's a good. We're a good pairing, baby. Good pair. Yeah. Plus, we have a lot of great inside jokes, which are fun to splice <laughs> in movie quotes. <laughs> we haven't done one in a couple episodes. We need one. I know. I, I was trying to think clear and present danger, maybe, but I don't. Mm. I don't. That's too epic. No. Yeah. So there's no good lines from. No it. good lines from. Yeah. It, yeah. Anyway, so maybe more coming next week. So I think that's about it. And, and next week will be all movie parody. Yeah, that, next week will be, be no content. Only <laughs> us doing comedy sketches, movie movie parodies. Montage. <laughs> montage. Movie montage. <laughs> and I'll sing for you, which is clearly amazing. It's amazing. All right, guys. Have an amazing week. Here is to loving and living your most badass life. Mr. and Mrs. Smith, signing off. <laughs>